found the Texas Steampunk Connection, your source for steampunk event information in the great free state of Texas. We also discuss books, films, comics, and games. Also, we enjoy visiting with the local steampunk luminaries. I'm Flavio. I'm Erica. And I'm Fax. Your hosts. Thank you for tuning in, and now on to the episode. Welcome, Texas Steampunk Connection, Season Two, Episode Seventeen. Yes, I know we're a little late, but I've had reason. What are you reasons. talking about? I, we are <laughs> we are exactly on time. We just didn't do one last episode. Right. Steampunk is always exactly on time. <laughs> True. We are time travelers. <laughs> also, we build clocks. Yes, so we're never late unless we want to be. <laughs> Seasonably no, no late. No such thing as late. Fashionably late. <laughs> No such thing as No late. such thing as early. A steampunk <laughs> always arrives at the exact time that he or she wishes to arrive. <laughs> yeah, well last week I had a I had I had, I was in pain. I had a toothache, so I, I couldn't record. That, that was two weeks ago, you know. <laughs> Is that two weeks ago? <laughs> never mind, never so mind. So even later than I thought. Holy crap. <laughs> we we wait, we just discussed we that. We're not we late. We skipped an episode. <laughs> I, I don't care. So we watched a bunch of movies to make up for it. Because there wasn't a whole lot going on physically. That we went to there was you went to a balloon festival yes i went to balloon let's talk about that first. i went to balloon festival then we went well there was actually the meetup in san marcus too that we haven't talked about oh, <laughs> okay because okay. we went about, there and didn't talk about it let's talk about your balloon festival because yes. i don't know anything about it the kyle pie in the sky balloon festival is the one i went to we, we talked about annual we talked first about annual. that on the we show we talked about possibly going to it and then i didn't then we didn't go as a group However, my friend, whose name is Kyle, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. decided he wanted to go because they were having a Guinness Book of World Record attempt at having the most Kyles in one place in Kyle <laughs> or something like that. Did, did they make it? I don't know, actually. I, uh, but you told me that he got there later than they did the count. Right. They got there just after because of the parking situation. Uh-oh. <laughs> we were there in time, but then they, they waved us off to the right and told us to go around the corner. And park over there and catch a, a shuttle bus back. And by the time we got back, it was over. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so the next time I told him he needs to be by VIP parking <laughs> so he can just walk, go on in. <laughs> Show well, him your ID. It's me, Kyle. <laughs> first year, it, things are not always well organized yeah. when they're first starting out. D- and right. that's okay. Were they, were they overcrowded? They get more people than they expected? I don't think so. It's just the, the up-close parking was just called v, was the VIP parking. That's why. La-dee-da. Okay. <laughs> I think they just waited too... They were too eager to count the Kyles. I think they did too early. <laughs> oh, uh, maybe. You know. And, I mean, it was, a, it was a balloon festival. They had they had a good, I don't know, 15 balloons there. So, there's plenty of balloons. Cool. They were talking about large hot air balloons. Yeah, large hot air like balloons. Yeah, not... Little not, helium balloons <laughs> exactly. and clowns and stuff. Big, large hot air balloons. They had they had a band and they had food. And I, I had fajitas there at a food truck. And those fajitas were awesome. They were like really good fajita, chicken fajita. They were nice and tender and oh, they were good. Do you remember the name? I do not, unfortunately. And they had no line. All the other food vendors had a line, like a long ass line for burgers and and hot dogs and all the other pizzas and stuff. And but but nobody was at the the fajita place. But funnel cake. I need funnel cake. (laughs) But yes, that would have been dessert. Yeah, you've been talking about these chicken fajitas. They were good. For weeks. <laughs> yeah, I, need, I need to figure out who they were. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the best, the, they had really, they, they did the balloon glow. They blew up their balloons and they glowed them and everything. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. I was have, having a hell of a time getting good pictures, though, so I don't have any pictures. I don't oh. know what was wrong with my camera, but it wasn't, it, I wasn't doing very good. They had a Wells Fargo balloon that was shaped like a stagecoach. I've seen that. <laughs> it's huge. It is. It was humongous. And we watched. I mean, we we watched all the balloons, we, and they, we took as many pictures as we could. Mine, like I said, mine came out terribly. Mm. <laughs> Sun went down. Band started playing. The band was meh, kind of a cover band, funk cover band kind of. Okay. <laughs> and, mm. and they, I don't know, they weren't completely in tune sometimes. Oops. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. But so, it was the first attempt, and I, I'm pretty sure my friend Kyle's going to want to go back next year to attempt to get his <laughs> get in the record, the Guinness Book of World Record. So, do you recommend it? Would you go back? If my friend Kyle goes, I'll go with him. Uh, okay. Or if you guys want to go, we'll go together. <laughs> but I wouldn't go by myself. You know, it's boring by myself. Yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> it's it's who you take with you to to any event. Exactly. And I think we were just allergies were high and we felt like crap, and yeah. so we didn't go. And it, was Kyle, a, <laughs> it was the Kyle Lake. It's not a lake. It's it's just a big pond. But they call it a lake. <laughs> not to disparage anybody's lakes, but come on, <laughs> call it what it is. 
But yeah, I mean, otherwise it was okay. There was there was a bunch of the vendors there were you know mediocre. They had you know I don't know if they had any, nothing there I wanted to buy obviously. <laughs> okay. Um, cause, but I'm not much of a shopper when it comes to fairs like that. You know, I don't, I don't buy I these don't, things, you know, <laughs> I, I don't have no idea what they would even vend. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you've been to like the, the ones that we've been to before where they had the, you know, little fairs that we've gone to, yeah. like the balloon festival, similar stuff, you know, little so knickknacks like and arts and crafts, yeah, arts uh, and craft knickknacks uh, and stuff okay, like that. Okay, you know, that's pretty gotcha. much what it was. I don't, I don't really buy knickknacks and arts and crafts, you know, hmm. <laughs> cause I just, I don't know, not my thing. Yeah. There's only... <laughs> So much of that you really need in the house. Yep. Okay. But that was right. fun. I mean, they, they, I, that was only their first annual. They'll, I think they're going to attempt again next year. But I mean, like I said, when it came to balloons, they delivered on the amount of balloons, and they actually blew them up and had a balloon glow, unlike some of the balloons that we've gone to go see, <laughs> where they didn't even do that. Remember? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it's they, very they dependent su- on the weather. Yeah, they succeeded in that part. So I mean, and if, if you wanted to see the balloons, there was plenty to see. They were awesome, you know, and they they glowed really pretty, like. <laughs> <laughs> And what else did we go to? We went we went to the San Marcos meetup again at the Lamp Factory. We right. went there. Is, it, is that what they call it? Yeah, San Marcos Lamp Factory. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't able to go dressed up because I was already south of you San were, Marcos you were coming and working. Work. And, I, yeah. and I just, it just didn't, didn't feel right to come all the way back north and then go back south again. So I just stopped on the way. But, but you, we you, came in, in yes, outfits and, yes, and, and I won an award. Yes, you did. You won an award. Where'd you get a $50 gift card? Uh, no, or, I got a lamp. A lamp. That's right. That was a cool uh, lamp. It's a... An, a distressed antique lamp that looks kind of like a like a like a coachman's lamp. Yeah, or something. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just you put a candle in. It was good social event. Mm-hmm. Uh, there weren't as it wasn't as crowded as it has been in the past, which surprised me. Uh, this is the first one they've had since May. Yeah, uh, I looked back and looked for the last one, but uh, some familiar faces were there. Uh, I'm starting to recognize the people who work there and yep. have had conversations with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they've already scheduled, we'll talk about this at the end of the show, but they scheduled, they scheduled the next, the one, next yeah. one, which they're planning on having as, uh, well, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it was, it was good Good to see uh, uh, Jim Lehman uh, running the show and, uh, you know, everything they do there. They always have new lamps yeah, in, in the store to, to, to poke at. And, uh, well, he's always yeah. talking about they're building their website and he wants to have his website also be like a go-to of what's happening steampunk-wise or, you know, he wants to make a family of it all, which I support, you know, but just kind of what we're trying to do here on our podcast, trying to make, you know, make everybody connect and talk and cross play and, and not, no, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right, right. Have, have a... Uh, <laughs> Go to each other's events <laughs> and play together. Uh, cultural uh, glue that pulls us all together and... Let you know what's happening, what events you can come and meet us or each other, or just where to have a good time. So yeah, I think Jim's Jim's focus and ours is, are very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should probably we, hopefully we can pull our forces together <laughs> and work yeah. together with him. Really need to get a get an interview with him very soon. That'd be nice. He's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, he's great, and he's got some crazy stories. <laughs> um, okay, he knows his history too. I think it sounds it's like it's not it. history for him. It's just. He that, lived that time I was doing this thing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, so what else have we been doing? I think that's pretty much it physically. We haven't gone anywhere else um, that I know of. That no, I, we stayed at home, we watched stayed at home. TV, you know, it stayed was, away. It's still from, hot outside. <laughs> right? It's it's October now, and I'm waiting for fall to come. It'll be uh, late uh, February. <laughs> uh, mold has been high, so we've been feeling kind of lazy and... and gross uh so so we stay home and we watch films yes watch films <laughs> okay so we wa- i watched a film called denigate and tombstone we all watched it yes well you only watched it because you saw that i i watched it and put it on our facebook that i, I was watching it, it. <laughs> so eric even watched you, it uh, you I as did. you said it i forced you to watch it <laughs> there was no forcing it was just sort of a, i needed someone to blame it was an exactly involuntary coercion <laughs> Not so much the force, but <laughs> okay. As I, I guess, as you can tell, we they we weren't that fond of it. Dead again in Tombstone, starring Danny Trejo. It's a new, it's a new one. It's in September 2017 is when it was released, so it's not that old. Right, straight to video. Um, I believe so. <laughs> oh, I wonder why. <laughs> okay, well, I watched it because well, it's Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo is kind of a hero of mine. I first saw him. 
in Desperado as the knife throwing guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? But at the time when I was that age, I wanted I wanted to be um, Antonio Banderas <laughs> to, as I, when I grew up. <laughs> but now, well, that didn't work out. No, now I want I want to be Danny Trejo when I grow up. I mean, because <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know, he's more he's he's not the 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 the, the standard handsome, you know, <laughs> buff. Hero type, you know, suave lady killer. Yeah, he's more the gravelly. Yeah, the gravelly. Uh, no, don't give a shit. No, I, no. You know, he's not. He's not especially buff. He's, you know, he's, no, he's not a lot of things. Exactly, he, like an actor. <laughs> hey, have you seen him in Machete? <laughs> and Machete lives. Machete don't act. <laughs> yeah, machete don't text. Machete don't. Okay, but dead again in Tombstone. So. uh I did not realize going into this movie. I only found out when I put it, pulled it up on IMDb that this is a sequel. Yeah, I didn't know about I that. I just thought either. it was a silly name. So, having missed Dead in Tombstone, which came out in 2013, <laughs> um, you know, I'm watching this movie as standalone, and for the first 20 minutes, I have no idea what is going on. Uh, I well, thought it that, was obvious. He died. He came back. <laughs> I, I I couldn't figure out how what. I didn't know. I, I, clearly, they were referencing things about him being dead, and, and it felt like I was watching the film out of sequence. Like they slapped the scenes together wrong, and something is happening, and I don't understand. Which was terrible. I mean, that's, that's, that's terrible. That's completely lack of storytelling. So you felt you should have seen the first one, the Dead in Tombstone? Would that um, have helped? Would that have helped? It might have helped. It might not have. I don't know. <laughs> Because once they got past that that initial awkwardness, the uh, the main character Guerrero uh, goes back to his hometown and is trying to sneak around and not let anybody know he's there. And I don't know why, but <laughs> they don't he, recognize him. He yeah. meets his mother and his daughter, and they are mad at him. And I don't know why, but uh, then the bad guys come and threaten everybody, and it, it's kind of cliche. <laughs> and then they kill him. And they come back. Yep. And that happens like two or three times yep, this they, movie. Yeah, he, well, he just would not die. Yeah. They even killed his horse. <laughs> Which comes Which back. Which also would back. not die. <laughs> Although, I, just as well, because they did not bury that horse very deep. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out. They never showed how he got on the buffalo and got the buff- and rode the buffalo back into town, did they? He no. just rolled into the town just on like, a buffalo. We need a picture for the front cover of this film. Let's put him on a buffalo. <laughs> that was a cool picture, though. Yeah, it was. That's pretty badass, man. I mean, come on. <laughs> but they never. You know, he just rode into back into town on a buffalo for you know, no, no, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is it's fun to laugh at. Oh yeah. Um, it, we there, could have made a drinking game out of it. There are points where he's, you know, he's all in black. He's got that black leather duster. Yep. And he's got the black leather chaps. And uh, he's wearing pants underneath. Black leather hats yeah, yeah. and uh, black leather gloves. I'm like, he dresses in the manner of a male prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say that to his face. And then there was one of the bad guys they sent out to catch him and shoot him. And. Oh, it's so bad. This guy is wearing like leather motorcycle gloves. You can tell they're, you know, fingerless with the right, holes right. in the <laughs> velcroed <laughs> motorcycle gloves. Hey, come on! Why don't you show us your iPhone too? I don't know. So it's the the costume was not historically accurate. Uh, no. They didn't even try. But once they finally got the plot started, they're looking for a book, uh, a naughty book of Satan's spells, uh, right? Yeah, something like that. And they're, and they're apparently, you know, Mexican. It's a Mexican um, evil book. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> that's, right. what I, that's what I figured. I figured. First, was, I was thinking, know, why Mexico. would the devil be writing books? <laughs> <laughs> Who's <laughs> his publisher? How does that work? Did they send him checks monthly or? And then they needed an artifact. Right, right. They finally, uh, all this work to, to catch, to for the bad guys to get the book, and they're hiding it, and they're running away with it. And they finally get it, and everybody's sad because, oh, they've got the book. But the book doesn't work. <laughs> Unless they have. They need the... Satan's horn or the something. The pointy stick. <laughs> um, which they have to find, which 
Oh, this is so weird too. They find it. Um, I, I'm just gonna ruin the story <laughs> yes, for you because it's dumb anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, the book was buried under a church, and the pointy stick was on the hour hand of a clock right. on the on the, uh, the church steeple. Church steeple. Hit it in plain sight. Yeah, in plain sight. One, why would you do that? <laughs> and two, there are not clocks on church steeples. That's that's not where clocks go. <laughs> there's no there's no Western church with a clock on the steeple, except for this one with the devil's horny stick on it for reasons. <laughs> okay, so it was it was yeah. I understand. I, I agree with everything you're saying. It's like it was a weird, dumb movie. But I mean, I, I enjoyed it because you know Danny Trejo. He's he's my hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And hey, they had a Busey, Jake Busey. <laughs> uh, that was a bad guy, the main bad guy. He was a Busey, and you know how crazy Busey is. Yeah. Uh, and this guy was almost just like him. <laughs> yeah. The, the acting was just all around all around bad. Jake Busey was was not was not one of the bad ones. But it made me wonder, you know, why are you even in this movie? <laughs> Money. What other movies is he in? <laughs> that's that's true. He, he he had a familiar face. Yeah, because he looked like like Busey. Because <laughs> it looked like Gary Busey. Yeah. But oh, so terrible. Oh, was, uh, another thing, like um, when when they introduce Guerrero's mother. So Guerrero, the main character, mm-hmm. played by Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo is like eighty years old. Yeah, I know. He's like, he's not a young man. And the woman they 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 cast for his mother, <laughs> not that old. Probably, probably the same age. Probably forty years younger than him. And then they used makeup to get her older, and she still doesn't look as old as he is. I know. Sort of the Sally Field Tom Cruise Tom Hanks effect, <laughs> yeah. where she's playing his girlfriend in one movie, and then four years later she's playing his mom. Oh, that's rough. I'm not even kidding you. That happened. <laughs> oh. Oh, wow, Hollywood, that's fantastic. Hollywood is a bunch of bitches. <laughs> was this even a Hollywood production, or was it like a? It seemed really, really low budget. Yeah, it's it was like, like a Kickstarter. A or few epi- or a few episodes ago, if you listen to our show, thank you for listening. Uh, we you. were we were extras in a student film mm-hmm. um, based on the Badlands, and the acting that I saw in that was better than, or or at least on par with this movie. So, like student actors or. or Film buffs who who we played with that day, they were as good as as anybody in this. Are you film. talking to me? I am a bad hombre. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you abandon me, my father? <laughs> I don't need you. Maybe I. Uh, maybe I should give more credit to the student filmmakers that we worked with. Apparently, they're very good. Or possibly this movie was just shitty. <laughs> possibly. Hey, I, I can see where the where the spontaneous uh, bathtub sex scene moved the plot along really well. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we came to that scene like, oh, titties. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to save this movie. No, no. <laughs> I was in the '80s and, titties, and I've seen movies that. Ass and titties. Ass, titties, titties, ass and titties. <laughs> okay. I've seen 80s movies where they throw those in hoping to get more interest in the movie. And sometimes it works. Yeah, the 80s movies were all about gratuitous sex. But but not this. This didn't save it. No. (laughs) But come on. Danny Trejo on a buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) I saw Danny Trejo's titties. I mean, hell, he even put a saddle on the buffalo. He took time to saddle it. (laughs) You can't ride a buffalo bareback. (laughs) Too many animals. (laughs) I mean, that, that I don't know. The reason the reason I watch I, mean, I I if anything, well okay then they then they finally got all the pieces together the book and the and the and the and the wand yep. and, or the magic yep. stick or whatever and then they became <laughs> then they they raised a bunch of zombie soldiers you know yeah 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 zombie soldiers you know and and I think he wasn't even after Tombstone per se but he said ah go kill him anyway so he you know six them on the town you know <laughs> and and they all have like uh, rifles. And guns, the, the zombie soldiers. Yep. Uh, so they're shooting. I didn't see anybody 
die. I didn't either. Um, but I saw Danny Trejo get shot a lot. Yep. <laughs> and then they dogpiled him like the NFL. <laughs> and then they cut to another scene in the church where other things are happening. And then they cut back and there's Danny Trejo. Like, how did, how did you get out from under those guys? Because <laughs> he's Danny Trejo. <laughs> okay, sure. All right. So he's, my, he's the my, hero favorite, of the my favorite scene is the daughter is, you know, smoking hot bartender daughter. Of course, yes. Is, uh, but not gratuitous. I mean, no, no, put no, her in clothes. no, no, no. Right. They put her in clothes because she's the daughter. You know, but she's the only hot one in the town who refuses so, to work for the So she stands up and she gives the stirring speech. You know, the zombies are coming to our town. They're going to get us. We have to unite. We have to fight together to get rid of these terrible things. And everyone's like, nah. 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 <laughs> no, we're, we're afraid of this. We, we're just going to go home. And then <laughs> Game of Thrones is on tonight. I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> and then freaking Danny Trejo shows up, stands at the back From of the, the thing, and is stands at the back of the room. And is like, "Let's go kill these fuckers." And they're like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> like she gives their stirring speech, and everyone's like, "Yeah, whatever." Bitches be quay. <laughs> That's why well, you gotta you know, be Danny Trejo. Yeah, you gotta be Danny Trejo. And if you're, the de- if you're the dead guy who says, hey, let's go kill these people, like, how are you gonna say no to him? I've seen that guy die twice. I ain't following him. He's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. What do we have? Shovels? And they have zombies with guns. Sure, why It'll not? It'll be fine. <laughs> what could go wrong? Just, I don't know. It was not a good movie, but I enjoyed it anyway. I was entirely <laughs> too sober to be watching that movie. Right, yeah. Oh, and the reason why he keeps coming back from the dead, at least in this movie, I don't know about the last one, but there's this, there's this white guy who is secretly an angel who keeps reviving him, right? But he's like the only white guy who's not in the with the bad guys. Right, right, right. <laughs> Like, An what? angel doesn't make love. An, An angel, angel is, is love. love. <laughs> How come the angel's white? Why? Why is that? that doesn't make any sense. God is white. <laughs> Therefore, all the angels are white too. Uh, Jesus was white. They, they've done and he spoke whole, English. This whole shtick to to establish the the Me- Mexican bona fides of this movie. Make the angel a Mexican guy. Right. I think th- that could have been much more interesting. The, ah. No. Anything could have made this more there interesting. Was, there was no saving this movie. There was no casting decision or or script choice that would have... No. Sorry, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But, you know, you, you, you go to bed and after watching this going, okay, we could have... We could have... Something... Things start going through your mind. Well, we could have done this different. We could have done that different. No. 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 Just uh, well, I guess it's it's just Danny Trejo being Danny Trejo, essentially. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He phoned this movie. Uh, he phoned the role in. That's how they say it, right? Right. He didn't even try to act out this character because he probably didn't know who this character was either. I sure didn't. That's okay. Right. He's got a taco stand now, Danny Trejo's. <laughs> There's always money in the taco stand. Always. Always. So, all right. Wait, where's this taco stand? What? In LA. Uh, oh, okay. Trejo's Tacos. Okay. Not even making that up. We need one here. Danny? <laughs> it's a vegetarian taco vegan. spot. Not even vegetarian. Oh, vegan. Man, you can say in California then. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need any of that here. Get a rope. <laughs> so, mm. I think you figured out how we thought about that movie. Um, but was it steampunk? It was uh, the right oh, time period, sort of? Post-apocalyptic-ish? No, it, 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 was, it was Western. It, it was, was Western. Western. There Weird was zombies. West. Weird West. It would fall under Weird West. That's why I started yeah. watching it, because I yeah. thought it would be under Weird West. Yeah, there weren't, there weren't like gadgets or doodads. Or no, just straight up Weird West horror kind of yeah. with, the, with the zombies. No anti-establishment <laughs> setting or, or themes. It was just it was a bad Weird West movie. West. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, the only reason I would recommend it is if you if you like Danny Trejo, he's doing Danny Trejo. The only reason I would recommend it is if I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> Secretly, <laughs> here, watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, don't don't waste your time. Then I'm gonna go watch the first one. <laughs> okay, and just I to had, get some backstory. <laughs> and I had to pay four bucks on Amazon to watch that. <laughs> 
That makes me mad now. Ooh, I want my $4 back. Oh, God's sakes. Well, you didn't have to pay for the next movie we watched. That's true. This one comes with my Your Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime, so uh, it was. What, what, could be, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> the Lost City of Z, or Zed, as the, as the English Zed, say. because it's a British yeah. themed film. Yeah, I watched this one again because I saw the previews of it, and it looked kind of, you know, adventure <laughs> you know, yeah, just from yeah. the from the previews, it's it's a it's a historical uh, drama, right? Uh, I so did not realize not, how drama it was. Not, <laughs> not a fantasy, science fiction, either. right? But it looked kind of adventurous when I when I saw the previews of it. And plus, the the main character, he's also he's the main character in the in the TV show um, Sons of Anarchy. You're talking about uh, Charlie Hunnam, the actor. Hunem? Yep, the actor, okay. the actor who plays the uh, role of Percy Fawcett, a British colonial. Soldier, explorer, <coughs> Soldier. person, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, I liked him in Sons of Anarchy, you know, and like, and he was also on the Nerdist podcast, interviewed, and he sounded really good, and he, you know, of course, he talked up the movie, <laughs> like, you know, like they mm-hmm. do, because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what you got to do, right? Talk up your movie you're in. Yep. And so I fell for it, and I started watching it, and I watched it, and I, <laughs> and I just, I continued watching it. <laughs> so you watched it all the way to the end. I huh? watched it all the way to the end for okay. how long? It's two, two hours, two hours and... twenty-two minutes, or something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. That is a long film. It was I think a very we watched about half of it. We got uh, so spoilers. We got through an hour and twenty minutes before you know. I just don't care about these people. I want the Indians to shoot them so we can be done. <laughs> I mean, native Bolivians. So the 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 plot is uh, uh, this British explorer, Colonel Percival Fawcett, is sent to Bolivia to map out the Amazon. Yeah, he was looking for the like, trying to map out a certain river, finding the Not source the of a river. river. No, it wasn't the Amazon River. It was because that would take forever. Yeah, no, the, it started out as the the uh, two neighboring countries were having a dispute about the exact the dimensions border, of their yeah. border. So, and they didn't want want to trust the other sides cartographers so they thought oh well britain they're a good non <laughs> we can trust them uh, impartial <laughs> they're not involved with our border squabble they'll be fair and so they sent percy fawcett <laughs> yes to do the cartography and map their border right and then he wanted to find the source of the river or that was part of it or something but yeah and then he found he finds stuff because uh, i guess i'm assuming because the river is the border. That's what I was thinking. But yeah. no one knows where the river is. Right. Um, so yeah, he's he t- treks up through the jungle on this raft with his his his, his, people his and entourage. His, and his native guides and <laughs> and, uh, and, and people die. It, we watch them starve to death and go mad and try to kill each other for an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Yep. There, there was a sort of amusing review in the Times Union uh, called. It was the author is Mick LaSalle, and the title of the review is "Lost City of Zed: A Tale Told of an Idiot." <laughs> <laughs> so, on. so obviously he wasn't uh, he 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 wasn't impressed with this with this. We're not film. the only ones who didn't like it. He says he says. Uh, the the uh, author of the review says, you know, I, my impression of the of the main character was that he was an idiot, but that impression couldn't have been the director's intention. No one would make a two and a half hour movie about an idiot, not even Jerry <laughs> Lewis at his most grandiose. <laughs> uh, later on, he says. Uh, Gray's presentation of the jungle is without a doubt striking. To watch Fawcett and his small crew navigating the waters of and hacking their way through the foliage is to feel as though you are there. For the, and for many, that will constitute a recommendation. In the end, it depends on just how much a viewer wants to feel stuck on a boat in boiling heat with your shirt stuck to your back with mosquitoes swarming and natives firing arrows. A case could be made in favor of such an experience, but it won't be made here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much sums up the movie. Right. Um, so so the 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 uh the reviewer didn't think much of of Percy Fawcett or Thought the actor did a good job of trying to portray him as a as a noble and charismatic 
person, but that was more of a credit to the actor himself than to the actual person of Percy Fawcett, who was apparently a bounder and a cad and a terrible person who kept abandoning his wife and going off on these ridiculous adventures. <laughs> right. And well, he behaving was working, badly. He was a military officer. Yeah, the, right? the first time he was sent. Right. Uh, but oh. but he, at he some, doesn't make it. Yeah. He yeah. goes back. At some point, he, he retires so he, from the military. He, 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 in his first excursion, that's like two years. Yeah, right. right. And that and was That was an assignment. That, yeah. He had to. And so he had a toddler when he left. Right. And when he comes back, uh, you know, he's got a, a four or five-year-old. Uh, and you hear the child say, are you my daddy? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh. <laughs> right. And then, then he convinces there's another explorer out there who is apparently famous for exploring the Arctic or whatever. And he decides, I want to go back. I will go explore it with you. We will find the city of Zed together. And that guy was a pompous, pompous ass. Oh, oh okay. So. Yeah. He stole their candy. Yeah. That guy was uh, played by Angus McFadden. And uh, he's, if you see his face, you'll recognize, oh, I know that guy from something. But uh, yeah, James Murray is the name of that character that he plays. And he's just, he's just useless. Yep. He is baggage. Mm-hmm. He whines the whole time. His mm-hmm. back he gets hurts. Sick his feet and hurts, hurts himself, and, and so they have to send them back <laughs> to keep them to keep them alive. They send them away, and, and he's he whines, whining. You don't even care about me because you ate all my candy. All right. Then he makes he makes it back to England on his own. Surprisingly, they were surprised. Hey, you made it back. Congratulations. And then he's like, starts accusing him for you. You abandoned me. You did this to me. It's all your fault that I, you know. <laughs> He, we know. didn't even get to that part of the movie, and we knew that was coming. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. He, <laughs> he started bad, bad-mouthing the, the other guy, saying, you know, you did this to me, you you turned on me, and blah, 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 you know, kind of stuff, you know. And then, you know, they're like, they're turning back. It's like, we didn't make it to, we didn't make our, we did not make it there because of you. <laughs> you were, you know, you were sick, you were this, you, 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 you sabotaged, he even sabotaged their remaining stuff that they had before he, before they put him on the horse. You know, so we had to turn back ourselves because of him. And, so, and then, and that's the second time. That's from the second. Then he go. Then they go back again. He a, goes a third back time. A, a third time with his son, with his oldest son, who the, who was the toddler at the beginning of the movie. Yes. <laughs> and how many sons has he got then? I, don't I, I know between. He had two sons and a daughter. Yeah. So he comes back and he knocks his wife up. Oh, this this needs to be talked about at least briefly. Uh, yeah, every time he came back, he the, the yeah. movie was really interesting in a painful way showing how uh, uh, Victorian society treated women men versus women and what their roles were and what the limits of those roles uh, were. And they, they tried they really tried hard to make Percy Fawcett look good in this movie. Um, he, he, he wanted to go back because he had found he told the British they had found evidence of a, of a society of non-whites that predated, uh, white Christian society by possibly hundreds or thousands of years. Right, and of course very, the English were having none of that. Very advanced. Um, and, and then um, it showed, you know, when he's traveling up the river, he, he, his companions want to shoot the, the natives that are firing arrows and throwing spears at them. And he's like, no, no, I want to talk to them. And he tries to make peace with the tribes that he's traveling past on the way to try to find the lost city. So they're really trying to make him seem like he's a really fair-minded, egalitarian, you know, sort of a, a, an advanced right. not, thinker. Not, not so English and then, as the English are. Right, and, and then his, his wife says, we've always spoken as equals, and I feel like I should go with you. And he's like, no, it's very dangerous, and you would be a liability. And so even though up until that point he had been telling his wife, you know, we're equals in this marriage and we're, we're partners. <laughs> you and can't come. We're, yeah. And then, and then he treated her like she wasn't. And so it kind of, apparently, according to the reviewer, you can see the progression in, in the actress as she sort of gets older and realizes that even though he's paying all this lip service to being fair and equal in partnership in marriage with this woman that he really doesn't consider her to be an equal and that it's just a very gradual heartbreak for her to realize that yeah he's just a british dickhead after all yeah and like i said he goes back a third time with his son and did you did you see the part where they 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 just there's like an orchestra or an opera going on in the middle of the rainforest yes that was that was weird know what was going on there yes but they, they they get back to that position and that place is like completely run down and abandoned and nothing's there anymore 
you know, so things have moved on apparently. I don't know how many years after this happened. But like I said, he gets back on the third, a third trip with his son. He's older. His son's already old enough, and they train his son, blah, blah, blah. And this is where the ending comes. The ending confuses me. Because at one point he tells one of the people on the Explorer Society, whatever, if I send back this watch, you'll know I found it. Found the city of Zed. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and it's like, all right, so you know, that, that'll be a sign that I found it if I send this watch back. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the movie, they find some more natives. I, I don't think it's the same natives they met before. It's a different, a completely different set of natives, <laughs> you know. And they make them drink some stuff, you know. Here, drink this, drink this, and they they kind of pass out, and they're carrying them. And I don't know. If, I think they were hallucinating, because apparently they they found the city because they kind of showed some bright lights in here and there, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and but then you know, I think the natives poisoned them. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> or drugged possibly. them. But then at the end of the movie. That watch is is sent back. You know the person who said you know he he receives that watch <laughs> from huh. somebody sent that watch back. You know I, I wonder if that's a, a little uh, artistic license by the film producers or or uh, if that actually happened at all. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's like I said, that's where the ending was a little confusing. <clears throat> but yeah, the movie was slow, very slow burn, very very slow burn. <laughs> Hour and twenty minutes you know, up, up the river, back to England, <laughs> up the river. <laughs> Back to England, <laughs> up the river. I don't know if he made it. I don't know. <laughs> and the whole point is, uh, you know, historically, Officer Fawcett doesn't come back. He's lost. Right. And and no one and knows. That's it. No one knows. Exactly. And more th- <laughs> more than that, after this movie, no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like I said, the reason I started watching it because, like I said, when they showed the previews, and of course I heard him on the interview, he talked it up a bit, and it sounded a little bit more exciting than it what it when it, when it yeah, was. Yeah. You know. Well, the the part that I thought was was really interesting is apparently he, the the true person of Percy Fawcett, Fawcett was acquainted with Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, who is known for writing the Sherlock Holmes mysteries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But he also wrote a, a story called The Lost World, and uh, apparently the character from that is based on Percy Fawcett. Oh, okay. so I thought that was sort of interesting. Wait, wasn't that a Thor sequel? <laughs> Wait, no different different lost world oh, oh there's a lot of worlds that are lost out Jurassic there. park no, <laughs> yeah. no like i said there's a lot of different lost worlds out there yeah, yeah we're finding them all over the place <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so obviously this was i i did not in the end i did not consider it steampunk it was the right victorian time right i didn't think it was going to be right it's a historical I, I was thinking more i was hoping it'd be more pulp <laughs> you know but well, I think I, I, I think the story of Percy Fawcett did inspire Arthur Conan Doyle and probably okay. other writers and so to the pulp books yeah. to uh, write pulp fiction about the explorations of the deep dark jungle. Apparently, that was I mean that's a very romantic idea, and a lot mm-hmm. of the Victorians are really into that concept. So Alan Quartermain and what yeah, yeah. Right. that's what I was thinking. And, but uh, this was not not that. Well, and apparently <laughs> there's been some speculation that the the, the uh, character of Indiana Jones was based on Percy Fawcett. I wouldn't it, be to surprised some, to, to some, some degree. degree. Yeah. Other side notes on this movie, um, uh, Percy Fawcett's sort of right-hand man, his, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Aide-de-camp. Yes. The uh, character Henry Coston is played by uh, Robert Pattinson in a long, gravelly beard, so you barely recognize him, right. but... Apparently, later he becomes a vampire. He and didn't have the trademark. <laughs> he gets sparkly. <laughs> sparkly weird hair. Sparkly vampire guy. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I see. Perseus Fawcett's son, who I did not watch it long enough to see, is played by Tom Holland, who later becomes Spider-Man. So that was really the last thing I had to mention. The city of Z. City of so Z. Definitely not steampunk. Victorian. And not terribly good. Yeah, not terribly good. Very but slow I did want to bring up, I know we're running out of time here, but I wanted to talk briefly about another show that's also a historical drama. Okay. So, also not steampunk. <laughs> that's okay. But especially considering we're talking about Victorian explorers, I was watching this show, Erica and I were both watching Egypt, which is a historical drama on Netflix. Okay, I and, haven't heard of this one. And, uh, yeah. It was one of those things Netflix says, oh, I see you like these things. Watch this. <laughs> so okay. you did. And we watched the first episode entitled The Search for Tutankhamen. Very King, much King of Tut. interest. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's where uh, the historical figure uh, Howard Carter is introduced as, as a 
an explorer, an archaeologist, mm-hmm. without a lot of training. He's working under another guy who is supposedly the expert, but he's mostly mostly a showman and is just like looking for something to exploit. Right. Yeah. A- exactly. But we watch him go through the adventure and misadventures of working for that guy and then getting sick and tired of him and trying to find his own benefactor to keep paying for him to keep digging. Right. The showman was, if you're a true appreciator of history, watching this guy, you know, bust into canopic jars and unveil what's inside of them for an audience or unwrap mummies, you know, for a paid event is just agonizing. It's so... (laughs) awful you just you're just you just want to beat him you just it's terrible which i think is what they were going for yeah yeah (laughs) the whole episode was an hour okay rather than two and a half and so it 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 kept my interest it's still historical drama so it's not you know explosions and and firefights Uh, but it's interesting and it establishes characters better and better characters (laughs) than than uh velocity is at (laughs) Was it a little bit faster pace, or uh, it is a little? It, yes, it seemed to be considering they're they're going over a you know years and years mm-hmm. of of digging seasons. Of was this, digging. Oh, is this a movie or a TV show? This is a TV show, okay. And we're just talking about the first episode. Okay. But they they managed to convey that it, this was a long process of finding uh, mm. the exact place in the Valley of Kings where. Uh, yeah, it's not something that you just do right away. Right, and, just, there's searching and apparently uh, a, a war broke out at some point, and and all the digs were shut down by the British government, and everyone was recalled from the region, and Carter was just so upset. He he thought, oh, I'm just so close. I'm just so close, but. He couldn't. It's like a gambler's addiction. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's how it was in the Z. I mean, mm-hmm. actually, the war, the World War One broke out, and they went and fought, and one of his compatriots got killed, and then after the wars ended, he went back to the <laughs> went back. Right, right. So, you know, it did convey that that there was a lot of time had passed while he was looking for this great find, but it didn't it didn't drag on the way it, it, Lost City did. It establishes, you know. A, working in the desert and toiling away, but it wasn't as agonizing to watch <laughs> as Lossity of Zed. And I think there's a payoff at the end. And we've just, heard, we've heard of Tutankhamun <laughs> because he finds it. Right. Hooray! Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, so I don't Cut, think that's yeah. a spoiler. I think you kind of know that. <laughs> but it tells a good story of how he finds it and the, the pains he had to go through and the fantastic, the excitement finally when you get there. Is my brain just filling in, or was there actually a guy named Aziz? (laughs) Aziz, light! (laughs) I think, I want to say there was. No. (laughs) If there wasn't, there should have been. Okay, sorry. (laughs) Well played. Um, So I I, I might be mistaken, but it looks like the next episode continues right after this episode where the, the tomb is found. And uh, and I don't know what's going to happen next. I kind of want to find out now. So now you want you're going to watch the next episode. The whole season is six episodes. Oh, that's so not long at all. Yeah, it's worth it's worth trying. Mm-hmm. You know, spend an hour, see if this uh, first episode is interesting to a. Wasn't uh, it originally BBC? Sounds like something BBC would be doing. That's six episodes. Is British? Yeah, TV. definitely. It Docu- does say it was made in UK, and that's who makes. Yeah, films in the UK. BBC. So probably yes. Okay. So it's more of a docudrama kind of thing, or. Um, just as much as the Lost City of Z was. Okay. Okay. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> but better made. It's it's Lost dramatic. Lost City of Z was based on one book, and I I think Egypt was probably you know screenwritten for the for the TV by a team. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily steampunk, but it's, it's histori- steampunk. but historically relevant. <laughs> to, sure. To yeah. our interests, Absolutely. I guess you can say. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a Victorian setting story. There is a little bit of anti-establishment. Is a, he's he's rebelling against the establishment, quote unquote, archaeologist who's a schlep. Right. That that's kind of stretching. But there's no <laughs> there's no steampunk. You know. Right. There's no gadgets or anything. Yeah. It's it's, it's historical. It's, okay. That's fine. But it's good, which is better than we can say about anything else we talked about today. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think we've we've uh, we blabbered on enough for now. Yeah, um, let's play the music. Yeah, we're gonna play uh, a song, and then we're gonna get get to what's happening in October, and maybe a little bit into November. Sounds good. From here, so we'll be right back. <laughs> Ooh, 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 ooh
Music was who was that? Uh, Django Reinhardt. Uh, Minor Swing was the song, was a track, and he was a uh, early jazz artist. Played from like 1910 through the 40s or 50s, so he sort of fits in the in the period that uh, oh, yeah, these movies we've been talking about happened. He was hunted by the Nazis because it was Roma, and uh, he's he's influenced jazz and lots of musical styles since i know our friend scott from frenchy the punk uh yeah has, has told us that he's taken a lot of influence from django reinhardt which is the only reason i even found out who he was so thank you scott for that yeah thank you scott <laughs> uh so up and coming stuff happening yeah, there's, there's actually quite more in october happening than i thought there was yep it's time to get busy um, I'm going to start out, if you are into uh, live-action role-playing, uh, there's a game called Sovereign Scrolls mm-hmm. that is typically a fantasy genre game, but they are incorporating steampunk characters and a steampunk element into it, and they've got a game coming up in Colleen, Texas. They're titling the, this episode as a distress call. The fallen steam vessel broadcasts a distress call. The Fellowship of El prepare a band of adventurers to investigate the crash landing this is a one-day event for the newest sovereign scrolls larp chapter uh which i will be attending because i am also new and i'm going as well <laughs> uh it's a one-day event costs ten dollars first time players receive three build which i, I don't, don't even yeah, know what i don't that know what that yet. means but i think it's like experience i don't know oh, okay. it's gonna be good uh it'll be fun to sort of uh try out their their larp game and i i've been really itching for a, a LARP I can sink my teeth into. So that is October 14th. 
Look up Sovereign Scrolls, Colleen Chapter, or Discress Call, and of course, we'll link it in Facebook. Of course. And then the next day, Erica? Oh, uh, that would be October 15th, Paranormal Mysteries. Ooh, what's that? Uh, that it will be taking place in Wessels Hall at Pioneer Farms in Austin, Texas. I've never actually been to Pioneer Farms. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's pretty interesting. It's not far from here. No, no, not at all. It's It seems very strange. You're just going down a sort of urban landscape and all of a sudden there's a trip back in time for you yeah so uh back by popular demand reverend william d pappen president and team leader of the austin paranormal investigations will talk about paranormal how he conducts investigations and his encounters with paranormal activity including with spirits inhabiting pioneer farms you will not want to miss the display and demonstrations of the equipment used during our investigations. Perhaps you can detect one of our spirits attending this event. Come <laughs> early, tour the farm to familiarize yourself with the sites, and stay for the presentation for no additional charge. Attendance to this presentation is included in your admission price to tour the museum. And Pioneer Farms is located at 10621 Pioneer Farms Drive in Austin, Texas. So if you are if you're curious about paranormal investigations and how they work and what sort of equipment they use, check it out. Yep, much like the Victorians were very much into paranormal. Oh yes, activities. I think if you if you went in costume, it uh, you, you wouldn't stand out. <laughs> uh, maybe not. It would be fun. Yeah, that would be. Do be. you work here? <laughs> yeah, where's that. the bathroom? <laughs> Son, when you're a man, everywhere is your bathroom. <laughs> Okay, and uh, October <laughs> October 19th, our favorite Lamb Factory is having their Steampunk Mixer Halloween. All right. And that is, of course, happening in San Marcos on 114 East San Antonio Street, San Marcos, Texas. That's right on the square. Yeah, it's right, right on, on the square. square. And apparently there's, there's they have walkabout on the square around the same time, if not the same night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, lots going on. And the Steampunk Lamp Factory is always very cool. We've talked about it many times before. Um, but this, I'll, write, I'll read the details. Once again, we humbly invite you to our monthly steampunk mixer as part of San Marcos' third Thursday walkabout. Bring your friends and family for a night of food, drinks, and spooky fun. As always, come in your best steampunk attire for our monthly costume contest, which I have won one, and Thax has won one, and we're all... Maybe it's my turn. It'll be her turn. Ah. <laughs> also, we are very excited to be featuring performers by Jackson Jackson and Carl Anthony. I don't know what they're performing. Maybe music? Probably music. I assume that's that's what he was talking about. Right. They're not acrobats or something. Right. Well, they had the glass blowers that one time. You know. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it's on a Thursday night, October nineteenth. You know, usually around seven o'clock is when they start gathering, and it's it's, and it's a bunch of friendly people. Just come on out and hang out and and talk and have some fun. Next. All right, October twenty first, uh, Maker Fair Houston twenty seventeen. Uh, we are proud to host the fifth annual Houston Maker Fair. This year's event will be held at the George R. Brown Convention Center in the center of Houston. Make your plans now for another wonderful two-day event. Is that the same convention they hold Kamapalooza in? The yes. same building? Okay. Oh, that's huge. It's a big place. The, this might be very interesting. Uh, advanced purchase discounts will be available for the event. Those will be distributed uh, by event exhibitors and other broadcasts. We'll also post updated discount codes on the website, houston.makerfair.com. There's plenty of parking around the convention center. Uh, I don't think they have a parking spot for convention center, but everywhere downtown there's places to park. There's also public transportation. Dogs are not allowed. I'm just kind of going through this because they've got it broken down into bullet points. It is 100% indoors, so you don't have to worry about the weather since we're still in hurricane season. (laughs) Be prepared to have a fantastic time. You'll be surprised and intrigued with every corner that you turn. No refunds and exchanges to cannot be dis, uh, replaced. And since it's indoors, the rain shouldn't be a problem. Houston Maker Fair is an independently organized and operated under license for Maker Media Inc. Okay, so yeah, I mean, we've been to Maker Fairs here in Austin. We've been to you know, so this is yeah, a really big Maker Fair. <laughs> the, the the George R. Brown Convention Center, yeah, you know, is large. Yep. Uh, so if they can fill that, that's that's going to be you know the one something. in Austin is called a mini maker fair, right? Oh, I guess that would make a so difference. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, and there's so much stuff at that one. Yeah, this is a regular maker fair. How many Legos are going to have at this one? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So many Legos. 
so yeah check that out check that out uh on the 21st what, yep. what's next what's next well uh, later that week october 27th is a steampunk block party in houston as well it's happening at the houston Muse- the health museum in houston 1515 herman doctor herman drive houston texas october 27th and it says at 9 p.m friday it's a friday mm-hmm. i don't know why it's so late at night but it says, join us for an after party. After par- it doesn't say after party of what? No, 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 no. You, you've got this all wrong. The Steampunk Cheers to Your Health event starts at 7 and goes okay. till 9. And this is the after party I'm reading. Yes. And then, yes. Uh, got excited it. Excited to be a part of this unique wine tasting Steampunk event here in Houston. So now I have your attention, right? Wine tasting, yes. Hooray! Uh, I have four beautiful models. I get dressed up and demonstrate what Steampunk fashion is all about. And I'll be setting up a cool stage for photos. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and I don't mean me. I mean the host, uh, Pixie <laughs> Hollow. I don't know uh, Miss Hollow myself, but apparently she likes wine and beautiful models. So we have something in common. Um, that is happening at the Health Museum at 1515 Herman Drive uh, on the 27th. And and then there's the after party right, after now nine. I'm seeing that. Where it says steampunk. But here, yeah, according to the banner here, it says science, technology, engineering, art, math, steampunk, technology of wine, tonics, and potion. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite kind of science. Yes, at the Health Museum happening afterwards. That's $10, apparently. To, for, <laughs> you need to buy tickets. Yeah, I know. It's at the after party. It sounds by DJ FX Box something O-L-M-N-O-S. I can't even, I don't know what that means. It's a DJ. <laughs> they have a cosplay contest, food trucks, cash bar, art cars, steampunk horror movie night, and fun science, science experiments as well. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so that's happening in Houston on the, on the 27th. All right. Okay. Uh, and that's, so that's, that's the, the end, end, of yeah, October. end of October. But in the beginning of November, we have a few things. Yes. There is the Louisiana Steampunk Festival, Saturday, November 4th, and that would be located in Lafayette, Louisiana, at the Cité des Arts at 109 Vine Street. This is the part costume play, part Victorian science fiction, part street fair, all-ages festival hosted by Cité des Arts to showcase and celebrate science fiction, speculative technology, language arts, and art education. Admission is $10 per person per day or $15 for the entire weekend. Children under 12 are free. $15 for a whole weekend of steampunk convention. That That's good. a good deal. That is a good yes. deal. Yes. And Lafayette, Louisiana is a wonderful little town with all kinds of fantastic places to eat and drink and enjoy your life and laisser le bon temps rouler. What, what part of Louisiana is that in again? Uh, Lafayette. The swampy part. The swampy. <laughs> <laughs> How far is uh, it from like New Orleans? <laughs> uh, Lafayette is closer to Austin than than, uh, than New Orleans is. Okay. So it's it's... I don't know if it's between Houston and Baton Rouge or if it's between Houston and New Orleans, but it's right along okay. the, the 10 corridor right there, I believe. Okay. So so it's not as long a drive, obviously. Not as that's, long a drive, like and, and uh, if you've got the time, definitely check it out. Yeah, well, I mean, I would definitely go except the day after. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't have the time, November 5th, Sunday, we are hosting the Steampunk Shindig at the J. Lorraine Ghost Town yep. uh, out uh, the east side of Maine or Texas. So it's a much, much smaller event, uh, but entrance is free. There's going to be about a dozen vendors. I, I've started getting people signing up. <laughs> As we're speaking, I got an email from somebody. Uh, Flavio, you'll be vending. Yep, I'll be uh, vending. Showing some of your photography and uh, photo processing mm-hmm. uh, that, that you do. I've got a, a number of artists and uh wire-wrapped wire jewelry makers. Okay, and cool. The Jailer and Ghost Town is awesome, as we have many times mentioned. There'll they'll be uh, cold beer and burgers and what have you. Right, don't bring your own. It's not, it's not BYOB. No, no, <laughs> it's it's buy your B. Yeah, buy, buy it there. <laughs> um, but we'll have games of skill and chance, um, a, a small, um, what do you say, card games, and... Uh, laser tag and combat, combat croquet, croquet. and uh, we'll just be having a yeah. good time all afternoon. Right. Are you still looking for someone to host tea dueling? I am. If you would be interested, if you listeners know someone who would be interested in hosting 
a uh, tea dueling uh, arrangement. Uh, we can certainly use you if if you're interested. Uh, contact me, or if you'd like to vend, I am open to to having more vendors. Or if you have a uh, steampunk airship crew, or a local club, or any other kind of you know crew that work together and and do something together and, like and, we and, do. Yeah, you're looking to show off your stuff or or. Or try to recruit. And if you, know. you would like to to show off your thing and do some recruiting and have a, a booth, contact me. Uh, we are interested in, in bringing in as many local clubs as we can to uh, to you know cross promote and pollinate and what have you. And I mean, this is also in cooperation with uh, the what's her name, Lisa, Lisa Lamar. Lamar. Yes, th- this whole thing was uh, started was, was out by Lisa, Lisa Lamar <laughs> and her uh, belly dancing friends who wanted to do a steampunk style Middle Eastern dance performance. And we've taken this <laughs> to a whole nother level. But they will start performing at uh, 5 o'clock and then they have another band coming on at 7. Belly dancing and bands and in the middle we're going to have a costume contest which us as a podcast will be emceeing. Yes, a costume contest uh, for anyone who would like to present yourselves for the contest and a beard and mustache contest. And I don't mean the ones with only gentlemen who grow their mustaches. I mean ridiculous faux mustaches and yarn made beards and whatever you want to put together come out (laughs) and show us your facial hair uh we want to see it we want to give somebody a an award a trophy for the best fake mustache and beard right and we'll also be presenting the reward the awards for the winners of the games the various games throughout the day that they're playing Mm -hmm. so we'll be presenting that so we're yeah I didn't even know I was doing this until I saw the flyer, <laughs> which is cool. <laughs> we're, we're running by the seat of our pants here. But by all means, if you are anywhere near Maynard, Texas, November 5th, come out in your costume and, and let's make a day of it. We'll yeah, have a good at, time. Starts at noon, right? Mm-hmm. And then and the, the band goes on at 7, and after the band's playing, they're done. <laughs> we're done. Yeah, yeah. So, it's Sunday. We have to go to work the next, yep. the next day. So it does, it's not a late, night. not a late night, not a late night thing. And it's uh, going to be appropriate for all ages. Mm-hmm. So this is a family event. Lots of fun. Please come out. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> so yes, please join us. This is our first. This is a first time, first year event. No telling if it'll ever happen again. Hopefully, if it goes well, we'll we'll see if we can do it we, again. We really want to th- continue to do this and, and see if we can grow this into something yeah. exciting. I mean, because like we need more steampunk in our lives. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then uh, we need to talk about the the big event of the year coming oh, yes. up the next weekend. So about a month out from now, Steampunk November, which we have talked about many times. Um, Many, many times. We had such an amazing time last year, and uh, they are expanding as they have every year since they started. Steampunk November is out in uh, uh, Mansfield. Mansfield, Mansfield, Texas. You can buy your, your tickets ahead of time. Yep, I've already bought mine. Or, or there <laughs> on the site. It is the biggest, in the state of Texas, the biggest uh, steampunk, steampunk gathering. gathering. Think of it like, a, like a, the Ren Fair. You know, it's outside. It has you know the, the the vendors and the stages and all that going on, but not as big as the Ren Fair, obviously. But still, for steampunk, it's pretty good size. So it's it's a good time. What weekend was that? November tenth, right? It's the tenth. Yeah. So the weekend after the steampunk shindig in Manor. And once again, we're not trying to compete with them. <laughs> it's a small. Ours is a little small gathering, local gathering. Anybody's welcome, of course, from all over. Yeah, it's just sort of a primer before the big show. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what your appetite? A little appetizer. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, that, that sounds like it's it sounds like it's going to be a good time. I'm, it's, it's good to see so many more things starting to happen because we had a dry spell there for a while. <laughs> you know, it's too hot. Summer is yeah. uh, difficult to work with. But hey, all right. Hopefully, summer will end soon. <laughs> soon, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> We're already in October and it's still hot. <laughs> But right. that's Texas for you, uh, right? Is there anything we uh, we didn't hit on uh, that we still have time for? I can't think of anything right off the bat. How about you guys? Nothing. No. Mostly, I just want to thank everybody who s- continues to tune in and listen to our show. We are so glad you're here. If you have any questions or th- feel like you that we missed something and you want to add something, 
post a comment on our Facebook page. Yep. Texas uh, Steampunk Connection. That's where you're going to find links to all the events we've just talked about mm-hmm. so you don't miss any of them that you uh, would like to go to. Yeah, and until our next episode. Well, I was also going to oh, say, in oh. ca- just in case for some weird reason you don't have a Facebook. What? Like, I do have some friends that don't have Facebook. No it's way. Odd. Yeah. It, we do have, we, we have a, an email account. It's just Texas Steampunk Connection at gmail.com. Simple as that. <laughs> so, if, you know, if you want to send us a comment and you can't get through Facebook for some reason, you can send us an email. All so, right. After that, now, until next time. (laughs) Mind your gauges. Thanks for listening. This has been the Texas Steampunk Connection. Opening music was the Texas Steer Rag by George Botsford, recorded in 1909. Please like us on Facebook at Texas Steampunk Connection. Where you will find a link to all the topics we talked about in this episode. Until next time. Mind mind your your gauges. gauges.